Hello, welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I am your host, Rob, and today we're doing the Age of Sigma Stat Center, where we do all of the event results from the weekend. Uh, there are 160 players playing this week over the three countries and four different events. Uh, if you want to go and look at the actual stat stats, you can go to honestwargamer.com and look at all the stats compiled by Ziggy and Rob from the T-Sports Stat Center, two wonderful people who put together great stats. I'm joined by the Twitch chat. Uh, we are going to be covering four events. We will not be covering, though, two different events that happened around the world, specifically Blood Tithe, which is an event that happened in the UK, uh, which was a Teams event. And the reason we don't really tend to cover Teams event because uh, the pairings process to make it so those teams play against each other is quite complicated and awkward. Uh, but... A fantastic event organized by uh, Mark Wilson. Uh, and Blood Tithe is an event that will run every year. So if you ever, ever get the opportunity to go to Blood Tithe or would like to travel internationally to go to Blood Tithe, I encourage you to do so. Also over in France, there was also a massive team event as well, again for Age of Sigma. So two huge team events. So while it looks like maybe there isn't loads of really big events, that's not true. There's just been also some big team events as well uh, this weekend, as well as doubles and some singles event, which has been really good. So I've loved that. Um, we're going to get on with the events now. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining me. Uh, if you do like the show, obviously, please do like and subscribe. Comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And we have a Patreon if you want to help support the show. Let's go. The first event we're going to look at today is the Hampshire Grand Tournament. Hampshire Grand Tournament organized by Paul M. and Wayne Kemp. Warhammer Fantasy fans will remember that name. Had 84 players and therefore it's the biggest event this week. Obviously outside of Blood Tithe, which is a team tournament, an international team tournament that happened here in the UK as well. Uh, we will mention that later. Uh, so there are three 5-0s at this event, at such a large event as you would expect with 84 players. We've got Ricky Mee running Fire Slayers, Russ Veal with Ogremore Tribes, and Darren Watson with Fire Slayers. Now Ricky, running his Fire Slayers, um, as you can see here, was running the Fire Slayer list that we've been talking about a lot over the past few weeks. So this is what we would definitely now call an, archi um, an archetype. Little important note is that this event had a couple of um, comp elements to it. It was post the FAQ, so both the Rally nerf and the Arcane Tome change were all in effect. The event also uh, didn't let you pick the grand strategy uh, from your book. You had to pick one from the Battle Tome. This is something I massively agree with, by the way. I think that's really excellent, so it's good to see that gone. Um, especially because that was so, so easy for armies like Fire Slayer. So it's interesting that they still did well, even with that restriction removed. Uh, well, sorry, that bonus taken away. Uh, and you could choose to only do one battle tactic from your army book each game. It could be any of the battle tactics from your army book, but only one of them. Uh, so there's been lots of conversations about the battle tactics in the games being too easy, especially the ones from your army book. I personally agree with that. Um, uh, but the game's the game. I mean... We are where we are. It's a game virtual game at the end of the day. Uh, so just those things to point out. So if we see some odd lists or some odd list iterations, or or what's maybe more important is that we're seeing actually lists that aren't very iterative, uh, which is quite interesting. And therefore, um, maybe those things don't even have that big an impact, which is a great conversation as well, right? Uh, we're on the website called Stats and Ladders. Uh, which uh, I'm going to message them and hope their output gets better because I don't want to have to scroll nine pages for a for an list output that looks like this. Uh, so we'll, I'm going to message them. But it's a, other than that, it's got a really nice UI. Uh, so Ricky Me, uh, I think was it in Team England? Might not be in Team England anymore. I can't remember. Nice tall fella. Uh, he's running uh, Fire Slayers and Vostrag, and this is the archetype that we've been talking about a lot. Double Flame Keeper, and then those 30 Volkites and the 15 Hearth Guard, making up the majority of the points. 
Um, so obviously using uh, dead fire slayers to rally up, or not rally up, uh, rack up, sorry, the points on the flame keeper's ability. Uh, each fire slayer can put a point on each flame keeper. When it gets to six, it can use those to utilize like double damage, uh, well, double damage, but plus one damage, uh, charging the opponent's charge phase, all sorts of stuff like that. So this is very much now an archetype in many ways for fire slayers. And even with the rally nerf, uh, that's gone. The battlesmith, don't forget making it so that you can rally on a four plus uh, versus on a six so that's obviously super useful um uh, fueled by gurish raid so the battlesmith won't die uh, which is really really good and then tunnel master on that auric rune father uh for that easy battle tactic turn one if he needs it so ultimately it's just a very solid combat army with um a trick where if stuff dies it actually gets even stronger it's just that simple really it just does stuff incredibly well with the double flame keeper probably it would be really fun to see it um it, the flame keeper not stack um so it so one death doesn't tick out both flame keepers would be a really positive change to this list maybe just to reduce its efficacy because we've seen it do incredibly well um over the past few weeks uh or well, past few months actually uh rustville um uh was running ogre more tribes from underguts also a former team england player uh was running a fire belly uh a fire belly we see in a lot sorry i should talk about this a bit we see in fire belly a lot in ogre's list at the minute specifically because it's got that billowing ash aura uh making units in range minus one to be hit uh which is really good especially if you combo that up with the minus one to wound mount train that you see on a stonehorn uh which we see almost all of the time and as you can see here the frost on stonehorn which is pretty much like necessary in whichever version of if you take in all um uh, if you're taking all kind of gut busters, you're still going to run a stone horn. If you're running stone horns plus stone horns, it's still a stone horn. Like it's just, it very much comfortably is one war scroll that carries the whole book. Um, I hope it doesn't get any points changes because this very much relies on this being good in my personal opinion. There's obviously the Kragnos Tyrant uh, archetype as well, but that's kind of like unique in its own way all in meat fist um it doesn't really i, I think anytime you ally something like an incarna or kragnos which isn't really designed to be in those armies you already throw the the book out so saying an army is doing well because it's got kragnos in it uh, doesn't actually feel applicable because i don't think they were written with that in mind if that makes sense um uh, then he's got obviously rock main aldar minus one to uh, hit which is good uh he's also got command trait touched by the everwinter which makes him a priest which is actually pretty legit in my opinion uh i think making your frost lord a priest is is the way to go we've got husk on thunder tusk then three lots of two mournfang and two iron blasters so a fairly elite army uh lots of range shooting i feel like the iron blasters are, are pretty much necessary in this book but there you go uh they got lovely mr darren watson uh running fire slayers so he's running Greyfeard. Now, Darren's running a pretty unique list, but a list we saw play last year. Jeremy uh, Vissier um, was running uh, this list. And I know I know for a fact, because I was there, Darren played against Jeremy, and they've been speaking about it a lot, um, which is uh, which is a, a, an incredibly unique list. And we already saw Jeremy last year run this to like an 11-0 victory uh, at an event. So it uh, makes a lot of sense. Darren also, again, a former Team England player. Uh, so Auric Runemaster, so the top three dominated by Team England there. Uh, or it rune master or it rune master or it rune smiter or it rune father a battlesmith and a celestin prime now i know you think so celestin prime pretty uh crutch but then minimal hearth guard so no actual infantry um minimal infantry but then it's this little bit that's going to make everyone have a lovely little time it's one two three four five grimrath berserkers all of whom are characters so they are able to um 
uh, take aspects of the champion. So you've got one of them with Tunnelmaster and one of them with the draft of Magna, uh, Magma Ale. But the important part is the important part is that they don't have the leader role. So just just so we can be clear, at the back of a battle tome, there's what we call the pitch battle profiles, and they say if a unit is a leader or not. But a, leader, a unit can be a hero, yeah, and still not be a leader. And now I know that sounds really weird, and it doesn't make any sense, really. They should just combine it. Um, but you can have leaders, uh, so you can have heroes that aren't leaders. And in this situation, uh, he's got those, so these Grimrath Berserkers, so you are able to give them enhancements, which might be, uh, so they have like 10 galley champs, correct. They have like 10 galley champs, so maybe even better in this version um, in the list as well. So super interesting list, uh, like definitely. It's one of those lists that really, like I'm going to break down in more detail that I'm not going to do on this show um, because it's going to require that. Um, because there's lots of little interactions and things. Uh, but we'll talk about that another day. Anyway, congratulations to those three. Let's get on with the 4-1. Now we're going to look at the 4-1s. And the 4-1s are a varied series of lists, which is quite exciting. Uh, a very series of lists. Uh, and with loads of new books getting some representation. So the first one we're going to talk about is Rick Myhill's Hedonites of Sinesh. These are all new books. He had a Keeper of Secrets, Sigvald Contorted Epitome. Sigvald and Contorted Epitome, I think you're going to see a lot of in a lot of different lists, specifically because Sigvald's probably one of the greatest duelists in the game, if not the best, um, outside of obviously Gotrex, but that's a lot more points. 205 points for such an incredible piece is wicked. Contorted Epitome, plus one to Wound Aura, not Aura, sorry, D3 units plus one to wound is amazing keeper secrets with the fight twice uh going really well on sigvald two units of 22 bliss barb archers for 44 bliss barb archers is going to be a huge amount of shots coming into the enemy especially when you've used a unit of bliss barb seekers to reduce the save down by one and even if they're not doing damage they're giving out depravity dice options for generating depravity dice back so that's going to be really, really useful as well. Or They're called Temptation Dice, but they generate depravity, right, uh, ultimately. And then you've got some Slick Blade Seekers for some early uh, depravity generation, potentially. Uh, so very excited to see that there. That actually um, is quite different to um, uh, Chris Green's Heat Knights Specialist, which is also in the 4-1 bracket. Both of them, though, are pretenders, and it's obviously always going to be pretenders because of the additional CP. You've got Shalaxi, Keeper of Secrets, and Contorted Epitome. Uh, so those, like almost all of those things, Contort Epitome again, uh, Keeper Secrets again, uh, but then you've got Shalaxi Hellbane, uh, which is quite interesting there. Um, I wouldn't expect to see Shalaxi in a list, so I'd be excited to see how Chris felt about that. Then two units of five Seekers, some Bliss Barbs again. I think you're going to see these a lot, but only two units of 11 versus two units of 22. And then a unit of Slick Bade Seekers, but this time instead of it being a unit of five, it's a unit of 10. So you're seeing some units really come to the fore and be units that we see, see play, um, but we're still early into the edition and both of these, uh, sorry, early into this army seeing play and also both armies only going for one at the minute so like not taking the world by storm but doing good also played by two very good players uh, then you've got jonathan gregory with just a cute eternal uh, stormcast eternals list he's got two units of knight encanter as heroes which for a double auto unbind as in each one of them could auto unbind a spell once each that's pretty good into the better i think especially with things like bridge uh seeing more play in ko uh, I quite like seeing that go away. Also working against Slaves of Darkness and their version of Bridge. So an auto-unbind is quite fun. 
Uh, two night judicators with Griffound, so for some long range shooting. Uh, Dracothian Guard Concussors and Formulators for some very good melee and shooting output. Um, and those are the big hitters in the army. 480, 440 points. Two units of, two vin uh, two units of five Vindicators, some Fast Traders, and the Everblaze Comet. So some damage at range. Everblaze Comet obviously is going to be doing damage at range. Night Judicator is doing damage at range. And the Formulators and Concussors doing some damage at range. And then when they finally get into out, uh, to combat, uh, this formulator is still probably one of the better combat units in the game, so really solid. Dan George, QE, uh, just with uh, <laughs> just a glue strike gets list, King's lit, King's gets. He's named all of his units. He went four one. Dank hold trog boss, uh, Scrag rot, Gitsnick, uh, the fungoid cave shaman, uh, and uh, and a web spinner shaman. Then ten point grot bounders, which for two hundred eighty points probably probably maybe one of the most points effective. Maybe thunderers, uh, maybe one of the like. Uh, points effect most points effective output units in the game uh two units of six rock guts are going to take out the main portion of his army uh being pretty solid uh they're like they're kind of like terminators if you play 40k but they're on a three up armor save so they're like chosen uh in many ways uh then some moon clan stabbers and then five gobba palooza and a skit strand arachnorok with the malevolent moon but that's free because he took that on the loon boss um because of the command trait loon skin so yep uh, just a bunch of good stuff like everything in there hits hard does damage buffs itself well great magic great shooting um just all round really really good um trolls just won't die trolls are so good uh like trolls are very good uh we talked about he knights and then you got um uh, Matt Lyons with his Ogre Moor tribes in the list as well. Uh, so Matt was running a Frosthorn Stonehorn, so he had two of those. Blood Pelt Hunter, Butcher, some Mournfang again. I mentioned this like kind of on the stream when we weren't recording for YouTube, but Mournfang packs uh, seeing play is really interesting to me. I wasn't expecting it. But again, Stonehorn Beast Riders. So you got two Frosthorn Stonehorns and another Stonehorn. So Monster Trucks are still a go. Frost Sabers in there as well, which are just great for uh, getting little objectives where you want them uh blood pelt hunter with tunnel master is really great because don't forget blood pelt hunter gets to move when your opponents move to steer it that will trigger tunnel master meaning meaning that you can uh, basically run away um uh, in your opponent's move phase like foxes used to do which is very very good uh so shout out there uh then we got paul buckler with combat ko so we're going to talk about ko again during this show but combat ko here because he's got double frigate uh, don't forget when units get out of a frigate once they've once a frigate's charged they all get always strikes first then he's got a unit of engine riggers a unit of sky wardens uh and then he's got two admirals and uh two engine masters with engine harnesses so um i'm going to say that one of the things that's really really good here is that if a unit one of the frigates gets a bit too beat up he can take those nine engine riggers and with the engine master and engine harness and he's going to be able to heal that to such a crazy degree he'll be able to heal it from basically dead to basically alive in a turn and then swap them around so i imagine he does a lot of charges get the units out of boats fights get some in boats does a heal but he'll swap those units around if that makes sense uh, so like if one of them gets too beat up he'll put the heels into the other one and then heal around uh, but this is combat ko and it's lovely to see that uh, doing really well um uh then you've got ben harper with sylvaneth which is great uh he's got null root glade and he's got warsong rev arch rev spirit of dearth and tree lord ancient uh, then he's got three units of five tree revenants and some colonel thunters with great bows so the only thing he's actually got uh, in that list to go out there and fight is going to be that spirit of dearth um uh, in his army but then he's got those uh, great bows shooting at range the arch rev doing spells at range uh, and if you look it doesn't look like he's got 
uh, he's got Spice Swarm Hive for the teleport. So he's only got Dirthu to go out there and fight people, but Dirthu is pretty amazing. So uh, great job there. Love that. Uh, and then finally, Tim Martin, who's in the chat right now with Blaze of Corn, Bloodthirster of Unfettered Rage, uh, Slaughter Priest, Valkyr, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster, Bloodstoker, and a Realm Gore Ritualist, so the new, new miniature. And then he's got two units of 10 Blood Reavers, a unit of 10 Blood Warriors, two Skull Cannons, and the Bleeding Icon. I really don't have tons to say about this, to be honest. I know that the, the Blood Warriors are pretty great. They're 20 wounds um, who can have a very good armor save, and they fight on death, which feels odd. Um when you kind of don't want them to die. When they do die, you're going to get to make a murder roll. Same for the Blood Reavers. You're going to get plus one day hit, thanks to the Rome Gold Ritualist. Uh, but Valkyr in here is weird. The two Bloodthirsters, uh, the Wrath of the Corn Bloodthirster and the Bloodthirster of Infected Fury in there as well. It's quite interesting. I'm going to try and reach out to Tim and talk to Tim about this because uh, I'm actually pretty like shocked to see the Bloodthirsters in there uh, myself. But he went 4-1 with it, which is great. I know he's been playing Corn a long time. I want to find out more about why he made the choices he did. It feels like there's a bunch of stuff in there I wasn't expecting. Uh, skull Cannons and also the Bloodthirsters feels weird to me. Uh, but it feels like it's one of those armies that's actually got a lot. It's just some of its parts with Corn. So we're going to try and investigate that later. So that's really cool. Anyway, that's everything at the uh, Hampshire Grand Tournament. They have loads of events around there. So if you get the opportunity to go to them, you should check them out. Our next event has got 39 players playing, well, had 39 players playing, at the Icebreaker GT 2023. Uh, and this was in Roseville, Minnesota, I'm pretty certain. And as you can see, it was done at the Game Center here, which honestly looks like a legit awesome venue. Like, this is very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, is that the Fantasy Flight Game Center? Uh, awesome. Anyway, uh, really cool little building. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, some cool lists did really well as well, uh, especially the one in first place. So we had two 5-0s. We had Isaiah Ramchick, he was running Skaven, and Chris Prose, who was running uh, Gloom Spike Gits. So the Skaven list is pretty crazy. So it was a Skaven uh, list with a Verminal Deceiver as the general. Uh, he had the Shadow Magnet Trinket and, uh, and the Devious Adversary, which is pretty much, if you see a Vermin Lord, those are the two artifacts you see it on. Sometimes you see it on a Deceiver, sometimes you see it on a Warbringer, but those are always the two artifacts. Then you've got Slink Skittershank, and he comes with his own little unit uh, who can deep strike very close to the enemy and is effectively an assassin. And then it's an Eshin list, which is super cool uh there was a death master uh, a death master a death master a death master that's four death masters who are assassins that can hide inside other units um uh, and they're okay in combat they've also got five shots that do mortals on sixes to, sorry d3 mortals on sixes to hit so you're gonna have 20 shots coming out of those guys which is quite interesting because uh, if you spike really high you're gonna spike really high and then one two three four five six seven eight units of gutter runners so they've got three shots each they do sixes to hit on mortal wounds they shoot 12 inches but they can go into deep strike and then they can pop out and they can do all of their shots uh, they've got a 12 inch range they've also got move seven and they've got run and shoot so you've got the potential to do a lot of um a lot of mortal wounds in at range there uh, which is very, very good. So just an incredibly fun and interesting list. A lot of mortal wounds, a lot of damage, a lot of output, um, the ability to null deploy and make it so that you're safe and off the board, uh, and then just a lot of shooting um, uh, is very, very good. And then uh, our Gloom Spike Gits list has got Glog's Mega Mob, uh, so a bunch of trolls. You've got Dankhold Trogboss, Scragrot, Fungoid Cave Shaman, 
60 Moonclan shooters, 20 Moonclan stabbers. So that's a lot of shots. There's 120 shots coming in from the Moonclan shooters. Um, and then you've got six rock guts, two use of three full waters. Don't forget, full waters can strip the save off the enemy. So the full waters could actually shoot uh, into a unit, make it so they've only got six up save. Uh, and then all of those shots of the Moonclan shooters are going to just absolutely rinse people. Ten Loon Smasher fanatics uh, that you can put in combination with the stabbers. And there's six sneaky snufflers um, in that list as well. So you're going to be able to have uh, a lot of buffs put on those units. So uh, overall, a great list in my opinion. Um, yeah, and congratulations to both of those two people. In the 4-1 bracket, in the 4-1 category, which is also very valuable, uh, we've got Thomas Wurzinger uh, from KO with a KO list. We'll talk about that in a sec. Patrick Ottilino with Lumineth Realm Lords. That is uh, a Techless Castle with Sentinels. Joe Cryer uh, with a Zinch list. Uh, with a bunch of Carrick Acolytes in Hosea Carnum. Uh, Daniel Dowell uh, was running... Uh, I can't remember now, actually. And then David bon Boncella was running Cruel Boys. What? Cruel Boys went 4-1. Big Yellers. So Big Yellers. So you can have the shooters be battle line, and you can reinforce them out into a unit of nine, which is what he did. Snatch a boss on Sludge Raker Beast, popping out extra mortal wounds. Gobsprack with the early up move. Uh, so uh, the move in the hero phase, then also being able to do uh, Nasty Hex to make it so that you can't take ward saves. Swamp Caller Shaman, Swamp Caller Shaman. They're going to be buffing up those two units of nine uh, Manscure Bolt Boys, popping shots at 27 inches. You get plus three inch range being a big yellows. Some screens of Hobgrots and Gut Rippers as well. Uh, and then Galician Sharpshooters. So a prodigious amount of damage coming from an incredibly fragile frame in the Manscure Bolt Boys. Uh, but there you go. Uh, interesting uh, that it went 4-1. I think it's always going to be a problem army to play, and you're going to have some tough matchups. But it's also so terrifying. Those nine uh, Mavenskewer Bolt Boys are going to delete stuff. Uh, not as probably as well as KO, but still. Um, like Shout out to my friend Joe going a 4-1. Love that. Uh, the Saves of Darkness list was the other list uh, that went 4-1. Chaos Lord and Karkadrak. Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Chaos Knights unit at 10. They got cheaper for some reason. Mark and Nurgle eroding banner. 30 wounds uh, on an incredibly good save. Ignoring Rend 1. Um, you're going to see that a lot. Going to pin your army back so you can't engage with them. Uh, you can't engage. Uh, a unit of Varangard, six, and another six of Varangard. One with Corn, one with Nurgle. So a tanky one and a fighty one. Uh, this is all in Knights of the Empty Throne, so they're going to get run and charge, uh, which is very, very good. Um, so really cool. Uh, and then the KO list. So again, another KO list we're reading. Not to, uh, not to uh, try and, like make a point of it but a lot of ko doing very well at the minute we're talking about uh rune lord arcanor admiral this is sorry all in barrack nar um and then an engine master and then brock and the etheric navigator brock has made a frigate his uh, flagship and then is another frigate so double frigate meta definitely a true loads of arcanor company uh, a unit of 10 Thunderers and unit six engine riggers. So a bunch of healing in these armies, uh, and there's uh, a lot of damage being done in moving over your opponent, both in the movement phase and also the charge phase. Uh, thanks, Jim Connius, for donating 200 bits to the show. Appreciate that. Uh, and those are all our four ones at the event. Uh, again, just going to point out, looks like an absolutely fantastic uh, uh, little gaming space. But the real shout out has got to go to to the gutter runners. The gutter runners are being sold in 2023, but not only 
being sold but being played in events you have to look across the table at these mashed potato units is phenomenal and this really is a sign that we don't have respect for ourselves because the, these are these are not good models that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say uh shout out to everyone at the events our next event was the london open organized by the wonderful mr colonel cabbage uh, and it had 21 players. It was won by Russell Taylor of the Ragnarok Defenders, uh, and he was running the Caradron Overlords. I've been saying this a lot this week. Um, so, Barrack Zilfin, he had honours everything, trusty guns without the ships and all. He's got an Archonaut Admiral, an Aether Chemist, and another Aether Chemist. Uh, he had a free spell in the bottle in which he took a uh, soul screen bridge so he's going to be able to teleport a unit around the board he then had 15 thunderers and then 10 more thunderers i assume the 15 thunderers went inside the uh the ironclad uh and then the 10 thunderers uh, would have used the bridge then a unit of 10 archonaut company a frigate three engine riggers for healing and then an ironclad so just a prodigious volume of shooting everything i got told uh he played less than a couple of turns um uh each game uh effectively just deleting whole armies in nothing but a turn uh and on the double deleting whole armies so uh that's the feedback i've got sounds really exciting um uh to be in a new shooting world and meta uh but hopefully we'll break this down a little bit more in a little bit detail on another show um and uh yeah there we go incredibly strong list and incredibly strong player and book well done well done in the 4-1 bracket, we had Dan Sidders of the Ragnarok Defenders, Mo Asharaf, the founder and creator of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, with a big 4-1, big dub there. Let's give it up for Mo in the chat, please, and in the comments. And then Paul Graham with Fire Slayers. And it was also his birthday this weekend, so shout out to Paul. That's great, of the Rusty Nukes team. So uh, the uh, Fire Slayers list, played by Birthday Boy, uh, was Greyfeard. He had Gotrek in his list as well. I, I don't know why Gotrek isn't in more ordered armies. Like, legit. With all the super units running around, I don't know why people aren't using Gotrek to just absolutely slambo some units. My personal take. See what you all think, but there you go. Or it's Rune Father, Rune Son, Rune Master, Flamekeeper, and Grimrath Berserker. Cute to see that in there as well. That means there were like seven Grimrath Berserkers out there in the Mortal Realms this weekend, which is funny. Um, a unit, Two units of ten Hearthguard Berserkers, and then uh 20 volkite berserkers with hansel axes and then a molten infernoth so again just a quality combat army with just a major threat in gotrek which i think is just very very good yeah um so really cool uh then we had a lumeth realm lords list this was played by mo the founder of age of sigma uh, and he was running archwing techless scenario cathlar five wind chargers 10 wardens and then two units of 20 sentinels uh for 40 sentinels shots so the techless castle um, and then, uh, which I think was Slap Chops as well, so all hell mo. And then finally, maybe the weirdest list I've seen in a while, Stormcast Eternals list. Um, and this is Signs of the Storm with a Knight Zephyros, um, Advantis Firestrike, which you never see, the named character from Hammerhall, I think. Um, two units, of, uh, a unit of Dracothian Guard Tempesters, a unit of Dracothian Guard Formulators, some Drakespawn Knights, some Judicators, and five Sequitors and the Everblaze Comet. So, uh, Everblaze Comet, uh, pretty cool, obviously, for doing the AoE Mortal Wounds. Judicator's Bolt Storm Crossbows doing a ton of damage at range as well, especially a unit of, uh, reinforced unit of 10. Uh, Drakesborn Knight's incredibly effective screen 
They are cavalry bases are a unit of five, so you can screen them out in a line. Uh, they're two wounds each with three up armor save. Um, for uh, and with ten wounds for 110 points is bonkers good uh, and incredibly difficult to deal with. And then you've got the raw output of formulators and tempesters. You love to see it. Uh, shout out to everyone at the London Open. Shout out to Charlie for running the event. Loads of love. The final event is the Clash of Titans 23 Age of Sigmar, uh, which took place in New South Wales, Australia, specifically at the New Life Church. There it is over there. Uh, if you're watching the podcast, I am showing you a picture of Australia, uh, which is interesting. Uh, it's for the placings in the 5-0 bracket, we've got Gary Chen at 5-0 and Thomas Oliver in the 4-1. Gary Chen was running a Oakenbrow Silverneth list. Love it. Tree Lord Ancient, um, Spirit of through Trichur, and a Battle Mage. Don't forget, don't forget anyone operating at the. Uh, uh, so if you're you if you're playing Oakenbrow, all of your monsters get to fight at the top bracket or like half their bracket or whatever, unless they've taken like they're down to their last wound. So just very very good at maximum efficiency through the whole game. Then you've got a Tree Lord Ancient, Spirit of through Trichur, Battle Mage, obviously for the teleport. Um, so the plus to move and plus to charge spell that the Battle Mage of Gur gets you. The Warsong Revenant with Spell Singer, being able to do spells through trees. Uh, it's got the Versible Gem as well, and it's got Fueled by Gurish Rage, which is absolutely, absolutely fantastic on the Warsong Revenant, just because it's got so many wounds. So being able to return it is really, really good. So if it's slain, it comes back on a 3+. plus. Two Tree Lords, a, dry, a unit of Dryads, and a Spite Swarm Hive. So additionals for the teleport. So you just teleport around Durthu, beating people up. Tree Lord Ancient puts a forest out. Um, Tree Lords for fight last as well. So Durthu can keep slapping, which is very, very good. Absolutely love this list. It's really good. Think it might be my next masterclass is Oakenbrow. Just so much potential as an army. Just very, very effective. Then you've got Clash of Titans. Uh, sorry, then you've got the last list, uh, which is Slaves of Darkness, Cabalists, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, uh, 10 Chaos Knights and Mark of Doom, uh, sorry, Mark of Nurgle and uh, the Eroding Icon. Uh, then two units of nine Corvus Cabal for deep strikes, being able to get those battle tactics. A Soul Screen Bridge and then a unit of 10 Chaos uh, Chosen and then six Varangard, all with Mark of Nurgle, meaning that they're all minus one to wound. Uh, but the uh, 10 Chaos Knights are also minus one rend, like ignore rend one, basically. Um, so just a really survivable army with lots of damage output, especially in those Chosen, especially in the Varangard. Um, and then they're just going to survive for a huge portion of the game. Okay, so to wrap it up, to wrap it up, uh, how do I feel about this week's event results? What are we learning? Okay, still a variety of different armies doing really well positive that means it's got a really expansive meta even the list that we've seen do well we've seen different iterations on the list gutter runners grim wrath berserker fire slayers those are different which is cool so different armies and different lists inside of those armies is quite nice does feel like though we're starting to see a bit of a menace in the carriage and overlords are they too good it's a great question like a lot of the competitive players seem to think so at the moment we'll see they might be too strong uh, which is something to keep an eye on so uh, honestly very very interesting um, and I've enjoyed looking at that um, especially the effectiveness and efficiency of Thunderers but but that said 
don't panic. We still don't know exactly how it's going to shape up, uh, which is going to be really interesting. Um, we've seen some Slash armies. We start to see some Corn armies as well. Safe Sedan is still in there. Uh, I haven't seen much Nighthaunt this week, but it wasn't a super busy week. Uh, so yeah, the game is still quite varied. Lots of different varied lists. That seems really positive pretty good hope you enjoyed the show thanks to the twitch chat who hung out with me today while i was like just losing my mind and we looked at a million different things uh so that's worth shouting out to them and thank you to everyone else who went patreon supports me so i can do this for a show obviously straight down there uh leave comments and all those other things if you listen to the podcast thanks very much see you guys soon